0: Hey there. Hello. Here we are, another new great episode. So today we're going to talk about Google Ads cuz there's so many great trends that are out there. And you know, with all the new privacy guidelines and automation and all that fun stuff, the real question is how is this going to impact your Google Ads? So we're going to walk through it step by step and tell you some things that you need to be on the lookout for. So let's get going. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Marketing in a Mic. We are here to give you a variety of digital marketing tips, trends, useful guides, but it's really all to help your business get results on the internet.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. So let's jump right into it. So you know, you think about it, you've got uh, paid search, you've got retargeting, you've got online advertising and all this kind of stuff going on just to get you some great results. That's the bottom line, right? So What are some good trends that are out there that should be on your radar? That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So if you are thinking about Google ads um, and you want to put together some ads that are really going to have an impactful result and engage and convert your audience, this is the show for you.
1: Yes. And what's so exciting is it's getting easier. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And speaking of getting easier, let's talk about number one, which is automation. Gosh, Remember the days when you had to do all this by hand and it was really very task oriented trying to keep up. So automation, it's gaining momentum and it's not going to stop anytime soon. And the beauty of automation is that it takes a lot of the guesswork out out for you. Um, While machines focus on bidding, testing, optimization, you can focus on the important things like research and being creative and thinking about your competitive strategy for the campaign.
0: Yes. And when you said it was easier, it has been because a lot of that stuff that takes up a lot of time is now being automated. So, so helpful. So this AI strategy has the capabilities really with online ads to analyze for you how well your ads are performing. And then it offers recommendations on how to better optimize for you. So they're sort of just scanning and checking out all the data and then letting you know um, what what works and what isn't. And not only is this a significant time saver, but it's really helpful to help you identify things that you may not, like as a human, may have noticed
1: that's so true. And for them to say, take, it takes the guesswork out of it. You don't know how huge that is. I mean, mm-hmm. before you had to wait, I mean, it took a while to figure out what was working and what wasn't because you had to depend on yourself <laughs> to yes. come up with it. So the Google ads platform has also incorporated machine, what they call machine learning to automate the bidding, which that's huge. Your target mm-hmm. audit audience and more accurately predict what those click-through rates and conversions are gonna be. And finally, the AI tools or the automation tools will provide recommendations on the creative and messaging based on its findings. So
0: again, you don't have to come up with it from scratch. It's huge. And this is making me laugh because we have like some more technical jargon in this. So I'm just <laughs> I'm kind of laughing at myself, like, are we gonna get all the words right? <laughs> I'm like it's it's a mouthful, but just hang in there with us. <laughs> right. What are we going to trip over? Uh, so along with that comes it's called Google Smart Bidding. So Google Smart Bidding, it works by setting up bids automatically for you. So another great time saver based on your ad performance goal. So you sort of p- plug in what your goals are and then it's going to optimize the bidding based on the de- the data collected from your campaign. So it's really, again, just doing a lot of behind the scenes. I mean, this is so huge not only does it just help
1: you in general, it's going to help reduce your advertising costs, Mm -hmm. by making your budget adjustments for you and versus the time you would spend. I mean, trying to make those adjustments manually, you literally have to be looking at this every single day to keep up with where you are or you used to. So this is a big tip from Google. It recommends measuring these results, even though they're doing it all for you, you still want to measure your results for at least a month to get a more accurate picture of your overall performance.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's such a good important tip because we're such like instant, instant, and it does take time for, you know, just some testing and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, So the last uh, bit on this with the automation that we want to touch on is responsive search ads. So this is another great feature. And with responsive search ads, our RSA all you do is just enter various different headlines. So your little headers of what you think is going to be your grab to get people's attention Um, and you plug in your description. And then actually over time, Google is going to automatically test those different combinations and determine which ones perform best. So again, it's another thing to improve your overall campaign performance by adapting your ad to match what potential customers are searching for.
1: That's exactly right. And Talking about trends, used to when we thought about doing Google ads for someone, it was because they wanted such a broad area to advertise Mm -hmm. to. But what Google is now working towards is more of a new local campaign format. And What does that mean? Well, local ad campaigns. There you go. Got me off guard. Number two, local ad campaigns. <laughs> <The> local, ad, <laughs> local ad campaign have become very favorable option for local businesses to bring in more potential customers that are closer to them. Like I said, traditionally, Google ad campaigns were based on things like plumbers near me. Google's doing this automatically now, and it has added three new ad formats to help promote local businesses even better.
0: It's so neat. So it's really helped with those localized searches that we'll do on our phone or on our laptop or desktop. Um, And this is great. So if you're a local business, this should definitely be on your your radar. So auto-suggest ads. So we've talked about that there's three of these different types. So the first one is auto-suggest ads. So when a user searches for a business in their area, the auto-suggest ads are going to appear in the results section when it matches their search criteria. So what does that mean? For example, if a user searches for a real estate agent, they're going to get an ad for a real estate agency nearby in their MAPS search result. It's so cool.
1: Yes. And the next one, again, we said there's three of them. The second one is called navigation ads. Now, navigation ads show a business on the Google Maps based on where that user is. So based on location, as they navigate close by, it doesn't matter where they're headed. It's where they are when they do this search. So that means this is huge. If let's just say if somebody's driving home and they pass by a promoted business that's on the Google AdWords, they're going to see the store in the navigation route even if they weren't searching for that business. So
0: it's just it's a game changer. It is a game changer. So the third one is called Similar Place Ads. Now, this is a real unique one. So again, it's it's an ad that shows up a business location to users in the maps area for similar companies. But the caveat to this is these are if there's a business that you're looking for and that business is no longer open, mm-hmm. then a similar type business in this type of sponsored ad will show up. So for example, if you're searching for a taco restaurant, And you're driving there, find out that it's closed. This ad would pop up to show you a similar taco restaurant that is nearby. So that's it's really cool. And I feel like these are going to be the things where we're going to be like, back in our day, we. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: like this is going to start reading your mind. It already does that. It's like, what are you wanting to search today? Exactly. um, well, and voice search is there too. We can't forget that. But all right, number three, Google Shopping. This is another trend that is okay. really big on Google. If you think about it, at the end of 2021, Google implemented updates to accommodate the increase of e-commerce demands. It's just the world we live in. Most people yeah. are shopping online. They're not h- hardly going to any stores anymore. So Google added more merchant automations for shopping campaigns. What does this do? It makes it a lot easier for customers to find products on sale, which is really cool, and those that are s- sourced from specific areas, groups, or demographics. Um, so it's really cool.
0: And I'll tell you, uh, along with just sort of how this cult the culture has been real conscious, like about social causes and things that matter to them, Google's tapped into that aspect in this way, for instance, so say you want to support a woman owned business, well, users could make a search based on that criteria. Mm -hmm. And it gives an advantage for businesses so that they can identify or support those specific groups. And so if I'm searching for a woman owned business, then they're going to be in that group. Um, And Google's also integrated this into Shopify into their Google ad platform. So it's something it's, it's, it's really supporting causes that matter to people and then incorporating it into their shopping experience.
1: Yes. Um, the causes that matter and also making sure that you get the best price and um, the best result for what you're searching for. So the shopping graph will now begin to pull data like prices, videos, product information all across all of Google's platforms to inform any shoppers that are online where to find items and how well they were received, and which merchant, again, has the best prices, and so on. So it's going to give you more information at your fingertips. So Mm -hmm. now that Google has made it free for merchants to promote their products on the shopping tab, the Shopify that you mentioned just a second ago, integration will allow merchants to run ads on every Google platform, which, again, is
0: huge. That is huge. So, yeah, it helps. It helps with that price comparison, price shop, all of that good stuff. So number four, this is a real interesting one to me. It just kind of shows a sign of the how things are changing. We've talked about privacy guidelines. Well, first-party data in Google Ads. You may think, well, what's first-party data? Well, third-party cookies, which we've seen everywhere – It drives a lot more online ads. It's actually going to become obsolete. And in fact, Google announced that it's actually going to block them on Chrome in 2023, which is Mm -hmm. right around the corner. So it's sort of their plan to evolve into a cookie-less browsing. So they're moving to first-party data. And we're going to dive into exactly what that means. Yes. Um, Gosh,
1: think of all the websites that you see that says, we enable cookies to get our information. There's a lot of people that are going to end up having to change. So, again, this first party data is information a company collects directly from the customer it owns. So, again, it's coming directly from your information, whereas the third party data, like Sarah mentioned, is any data that you want to obtain that is not your own. So it's a big difference.
0: There is a big difference to so think about. It. So an example of a first party data that can be collected or say demographics, purchase history, website activity, email engagement, sales, transactions, support calls, all that sort of stuff that is housed directly on your site, you own it. And this this information is, it's transparent. It's It's gathered directly from the customer and the website now owns it and they can retarget them because of it.
1: Yes, and it's going to be more up to date, I think, and I think so you know, give you better searches. So, by contrast, um, of the first-party data, if we talk about the third-party data, which we're all used to, your information was spread across um, many companies in the form, again, of cookies, like we talked about, stored in a browser. So, as you jump between sites, it tracked your behavior and usage. Businesses would just have to purchase that data. And that's going to be different because you're not going to have to do that anymore from an agency. And it allowed advertisers to see how many touch points they have with a customer and track them anywhere they go, even if they abandon the site.
0: Yeah. So it certainly made it easy, but again, yeah. it's this whole privacy thing of um, yeah. do you have rights to that information? So now how do you incorporate that? How do you gather information on customers to retarget them and own it? So Again, we talk about why should you care about this? Well, you have to rethink your strategy of how you're going to do that fact finding and get your data uh, together on your customer. So the best way to optimize this is create segments. And Google, again, they're they're ahead of it. They are have this in place, which is segments is something that's available on Google Ads. And it's where you can define your audience segments based on how the user interacts with your site and what they connect to. So it's just sort of your way to create your own little mini groups uh, and kind of see what their similarities are and target them that way.
1: Yes, again, huge. Um, you know, Google's always out to help the user experience. And I think this is going above and beyond. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about it. So Google will, aut- will also automatically add some of these segments for you based on your audience sources. Now, what does this mean? In doing this, you'll be able to add these data segments to ad groups and ad campaigns. You can adjust where and to whom your ads appeal to for more optimal exposure.
0: Yes, that's going to be a good one. Again, these are things that are just available to you. So it's something to really think about. So the fifth and final point that we want to talk about today is quality versus cost. And that's just, you know, you go into something and you're like, uh, give me a deal. I want the deal. <laughs> I don't want the bottom, the least cost. Yeah. But really when it comes to Google ads, it's actually going to get you a lot of it. it it's going to get you in trouble. It's really not going to get you far because you there are some areas that you really do want to in, uh, invest in. So it's, it's important that you're not wasting your money. Um, but focusing on the lowest cost per lead isn't really going to help you win in the long run. Why? Because the higher performing ads are the ones that are generating the customers, the revenues, and not just leads. So to make this a success, marketers should really be looking closely at how well their ads line up with their ideal customer.
1: Right. It's trying to make things more efficient. Mm -hmm. and match the searches a lot better. So a great way to do this, and we'll talk more about this probably in another segment, is to train the algorithms that Google and all the platforms are using so they understand what type of conversion results you have with a new customer. One way to do this, if you have a CRM, now you may not, but if you have a CRM, you can integrate it with Google Ads, which is Mm -hmm. kind of cool. If that's not an option, though, you can pass... I always want to say, is it data or data? <laughs>
0: I keep thinking I, I'm saying it wrong. I feel like I flip flop on that. Glenna, <laughs> I say, I think I say data, but do you, do I say? <laughs> I was getting ready to say, I've been saying data all the way
1: through and I almost flipped the data. So but anyway, <laughs> you, can pass, you can pass the data or data. Findings back and forth manual if you want to. That's like that niche
0: and niche. That yeah, people get to fight over. So you know, going back to this whole thing with this first party data, you also want to think about if you're going to be collecting information and you're relying on that. Like you want yeah. people to give you their personal information, you really have to think about the intent of your ad. So you want to think about: Am I delivering them a benefit? So if it's something that they're like, I don't mind giving my personal information then that's a great way to look at it. But if you're really not giving them something that makes them feel like, why would I want to provide you all my personal stuff? Then it may not be the best quality ad. So you really just have to put that deeper focus into the intent of your ad. Yes, exactly.
1: And again, these are trends. And I hope this information was useful to you, but they can have a huge impact on your ad campaigns and make it a lot easier. So, um, still looks a little complicated. So if you want some help and don't have time to do this on your own, obviously we would love to help you um, dive into Google ads or even help you with your digital marketing strategy. we would love to talk to you anytime.
0: Yes, absolutely. And don't forget to follow and subscribe. We go live every other Friday on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and you can catch the replay on Instagram. And if you're listening to our podcast, make sure that you're subscribing to it and also subscribing to our YouTube channel because we're always putting out videos and good helpful content. So until next time, we'll see ya. See you later.